up, everyone? I'm Michael Jewell, and welcome back to Theater, a greater than film. The show where we watch a movie, very unprofessionally critique that movie, and then try and do some improv to one-up said heartbreaking movie in this case. Believe me, we will fail every single time. Before we get started, allow me to welcome my amazing partners in Yes Anding, the true heart and soul of this green mile, Miss Keisha Mills. Hey there. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And I'm in this mug. How's it going? <laughs> it felt good. I hope that your internet doesn't crap out on us. That's all I'm going to say. Me too. <laughs> and of course, my little thunder buddy for life, Virginia Gabby. Boom, boom, boom. That's me being thunder. Hello. Thunder buddies. <laughs> uh, and today, uh, we're going to take a long walk down the Green Mile, a movie that'll make you cry more than your credit card bills during the fucking pandemic. So let's jump right in. Ooh. Keisha, why did you think this movie is, anyway, hold on, like the funniest question. You <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. Why did you think this fucking movie, and more importantly, why are you the most evil human being in the entire universe? Because this is a really great movie. Well, one, I love Stephen King. He's my twin, I, I think. Okay. Um, we have the same birthday. And um, I saw this movie for the first time, and you know, I cried a little bit. But it's a great movie. And I think all Stephen King movies are Yeah. Great. I mean, obviously, full disclosure, I knew about this movie. I think both Virginia and I knew it. We hadn't really seen it. But we, all, we both avoided it because we hate emotions. And emotions are terrible, and they're the worst. And Keisha forced us to experience our emotions. So I hate Keisha so much right now for the next five and a half seconds. Virginia, uh, initial thoughts straight out the gate, Green Mile. Uh, my initial thoughts were that I did kind of know, I knew what w was coming. And so the whole time I was like, what's going to make me cry? What's going to make me cry? And then, and then like the first, within the first like 15 minutes, a tear came out. But I felt at the end... I felt real good. Like, I think I needed to get those toxins out. So I thank you for making us watch this movie because apparently I needed that release. Fair, that's true. Yeah, uh, we all needed a little bit of, of crying. We all, we all were like varying degrees of just a mess by like the third act of this movie, which I loved. It, it was really, it's a great movie. So obviously, spoiler alert, go watch this movie. Go see it. It's amazing. It's probably the best movie on this list as far as just a whole movie. Do the Right Thing, probably number two, because it just, it, it speaks to so many different things, bigger things than just the movie itself. So those are probably like one A and one B, and you can flip them and decide which one you like more. But as far as for season one, this movie is just phenomenal, and I loved it. So getting into it, let's talk about the biggest thing, I think, right out the gate is this cast, right? Like this cast in 1995, was it? 94, five, something like that, was as jam-packed as any like movie could ever be. You have Tom Hanks, obviously. You have Bonnie Hunt, who I thought was doing a really good job, and she was looking amazing. I always had a little small crush on Bonnie Hunt, so I'll give her props as being Tom Hanks' wifey. You have Michael Clark Duncan, a.k.a. Uh, John Coffey, just being adorable and amazing <laughs> and as, as juicy as Apollo Creed throughout the whole movie. Meanwhile, they all were. Let's keep it real. I guess they were in, were they in Louisiana? They were in some, uh, yeah, so they were in Louisiana yep. in a prison. So, like, they were in, it was hell on earth. So they were all a little juicy. You have Sam Rockwell, our, my dude, the hammer. If y'all don't know, this, this is a deep cut wow. from Iron Man, but he's just so amazing in everything he does. And he, 
kills it in this movie. He, we'll talk about him in a minute too, but he, as like the resident total monster, he's so, so good. You got Barry Pepper, who was in movies that neither Virginia or Keisha have seen, so we might need to do that. Have you guys seen Saving Private Ryan? I don't watch, I've seen the opening of it, but I don't like war movies. Yeah, see, so, so if I'm gonna cry to a black man holding a mouse, y'all are gonna cry to uh, a whole group of men. <laughs> Dying in a war. That is it's my so goal in life. Yeah, it is very <laughs> gruesome. I don't know if we'll ever see that. But you I know, watched Forrest Gump. Does that count as a war movie? It counts as like a four war movie, I think, right? Like, isn't he in like every war? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he age like that? <laughs> he looked the same for, I don't know, nigh on 37 years or something like that. Tom um, Hanks is just, his career is out there to make you cry. He's just like, think, I'm just gonna make everyone cry. I think, yeah, something changed, right? He's like, I did the funny thing in the 80s, cut to 1992, I'm gonna do Philadelphia. And then from then on, y'all are just gonna cry a whole bunch, right? Oh, Tom, yeah, he was good. I mean, obviously, we, we he's a national treasure. We don't need to talk too much about Tom Hanks. Uh, like people out there don't know who this guy is. He's still, he's still saving lives through the pandemic and shit. So this guy is like, he's just the greatest. But I mean, I was blown away at, at just the amount of people in this movie that just clearly they were at the top of their game playing at 100. And the director who also directed Shawshank Redemption, I believe, right? Frank Darabont. This had like real Shawshank vibes, like from yeah. the opening. So let's talk about it. So the opening, we've got, I think, a really interesting idea to go flash forward. And, you know, you mm. just, you're, you don't almost, if you don't know anything about this movie, which I didn't, like, why are we in this old folks home? What's going on? Is this what this movie is? And when when does Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan hang out and bro out? That's what I wanted. <laughs> but you know, I love the take. I didn't get it until that one moment where he starts to tell this story about this time, you know, 80 years, 50 years ago, whatever. And I didn't I love that. It was awesome. I'm already I'm locked in. I'm like, this movie is genius. I love the idea that we're gonna follow and figure out why this old man is having a panic attack and where this old man is going through this old tale, this old wives tale that he's about to tell. Yeah. I did read about the cast and they had initially wanted John Travolta to play the Tom Hanks character. Um, what the fuck? Okay, so this is why, this is why, you know, you gotta keep, keep Quentin Tarantino movies in a bubble because he does that one movie and then all of a sudden he's back, right? And he's not back. He's not even close to back. He did one amazing (laughs) movie uh, that wasn't even really him doing anything other than what Quentin wanted him to do. And then everybody thought John Travolta should be in everything. He's in the rest, look at the rest of his 90s resume. It is just garbage. Michael, Broken Arrow, it's all B-movie weirdness. Oh, I'm so happy he was not in this movie. Look Who's Talking was good. Yeah, but that was in the 80s. That was in like 88 oh. or 87. <laughs> I don't know what year that was. I thought it was early 90s, but I'm No, no. What it do I after, know? <laughs> it was after, uh, after Pulp Fiction, he just started getting casted again for a whole bunch of stuff. He was on the way out. He got brought in. And I'm sure he was an A-lister after that movie. And everybody's like, oh, why not John? Why not this? That would have been, this would have been a comedy, a bad comedy if he would have been the main i guess what's his name edgecombe john john edgecombe or something like that if uh paul edgecombe if he was the main cop guy with a urinary tract infection 
That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, mm, I don't want to see John with a with a track infection. Him trying to pee. Hey Donna, hey Donna, I can't I can't even pee at all. Hey, help me out here. Somebody help me. I need to pee. It's like that is just so bad. But now knowing that we'll probably improv and it'll probably be John Travolta as the, as the, the main warden. You have such strong feelings about John Travolta. I didn't know you had like such I don't want to talk about it right now. Oh. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I just know that there are, for that role, that kind of role, there are people I think better suited. And I clearly can tell that that was just the early 90s saying, oh, look who's hot. Who, or, you know, guess who's, I bet you like Bruce Willis was probably in the same list and, you know, a whole bunch of other people that definitely should not have been this guy. Mm-hmm. So what do we think about the opening? Virginia, what did you think as we cut in and we follow this old man around doing his thing? I will read you a couple of my notes. I like his red raincoat. Tom can't pee. And then I wrote, Mike is gonna die by lightning. Oh, yes. Oh, this is not, has nothing to do with this movie. Uh, I have a, a an unreasonable fear that I am going to be killed via lightning at some point in my life. I've had it since I was like eight. I've always thought because I'm a narcissist that I'm going to die in some really cool comic booky way. And the lightning was the way that I thought I was going to die. And to this oh. day, I still walk around and even there's thunderstorms. I'm like, this is it. This is how it goes. Get the, get, get, get the obituary lined up because I'm going down. <laughs> Every thunderstorm you're just like... <laughs> the one. This is it. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye world. Yeah, so he has to pee. He doesn't, he, he doesn't. He can't pee. What a weird choice. What a weird, 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 weird choice. Keisha, what do you think about the choice that of this guy's like memory tick being that he could not pee? Hey, I, just as you were asking now, I was just like, why, like, why was that the thing? Like, why couldn't it be anything else that like... If you were going to have an ailment in the movie, like, why was why was that the thing? That it's because they wanted him to touch touch him in the crotch. <laughs> Cinematic touch. <laughs> like, couldn't he have, like, um, a brain tumor? I don't know. Well, digestive I it, issues. I guess it couldn't be too digestive issues. I guess it couldn't be too bad because it had to be something that he could recover from reasonably mm. easily. Mm. But... I still, I don't know, urinary tract infection, I guess that's just the way it goes back in 1930-something. You, 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 you know, one of the biggest... He could have had, like, a messed up walk or something. He could have had, like, a like a bad knee. <laughs> you know what? But maybe all that milk they were drinking just isn't good for, for any of your insides. You. Keisha, we're we're, we're barring a whole bunch right now, but what are your thoughts on just adult milk drinking? I think Virginia and I talked about this okay. once. Look, you are a disgusting human if you're still drinking milk uh, in general. First of all, milk goes into baked goods. Uh, milk is for uh, your oatmeal instead of water. Mm-hmm, milk mm-hmm, is for, mm-hmm. for, for, well, for cooking things. For drinking, no, you don't need to do that. That's not, that's... I don't drink dairy anyways. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't really want a milkshake. I don't know. Just don't do it. Almond milk, 
all the way, but I'm still not drinking that. So I don't know. It's wild. It's wild. I have a friend who drinks a, probably a, like a half gallon a day of milk and it's, it is nuts. And he complains ad nauseum about issues. And I'm like, that's probably because you're 40 years old and you drink as much milk as like a baby yak drinks. Yes, okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody listening. We're going to talk more about this movie now. One thing I, I, one of my notes I love talking about Tom Hanks is that he went full Forrest Gump in this movie. Like his accent is just the remake of the Forrest Gump accent. He like left that set and went and said, I'm, I'm going to do this movie. I'll just keep this thing going. It's great, but it's still like, I'm a mopey dopey Southerner. <laughs> it, was, it was Forrest Gump, but up a few IQ levels you know like yeah yeah, yeah definitely was, <laughs> the em- empathy went down the intelligence like went up <laughs> oh tom <laughs> oh tom oh poor, yeah everybody feel bad for tom hanks he's, he's just not so that hard. i mean he's not like an accent guy you know yeah who's the best accent guy out there uh, the british actors do really good Taking mm. all Benedict, the roles. Benedict Cumberbatch, he's great. Christian yeah. Bale, he's great. Ugh, we don't have any good. Ugh, I'm mad about that. All right, so, <laughs> again, back to this movie. I promise you, we'll talk about this movie. So let's skip to the to the. I think the most important part, right? It's just when John Coffey shows up. You know, it starts off with this insanely terrifying flashback where, you know, William Sadler, who plays like this redneck dad, is looking for their two daughters. They don't know where he is. They are. Then they like zoom out and they go into this big, you know, in the field hunt. And John Coffey's sitting there bawling his eyes out and like rubbing these two girls' heads. And his hands are like engulfing their whole body while he's rubbing their heads. And it's just, just terrifying like he's palming them like a basketball you know like oh and just weeping and 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 especially in this moment that we're in right you know we're in this i hate to keep bringing it back to this all the time but it's kind of it's hard to escape the idea that you know i'm like oh he's about to get shot you know this is Mm. this 1930 he's holding two white babies and he's palming them like basketballs and sobbing and there's blood everywhere like this is the most horrific you know sight in the universe how are we feeling right at that point, V? I was sad already, and but I knew I knew he didn't do it, so I didn't. I just knew, like I knew I wasn't going into this like, oh, I think he did it, and I think he's gonna be a scary guy. No, I just you knew he just was feeling things, and and so I was like, I know it's gonna get better from here, but it was horrific. And my initial Ooh. thought was, oh my god, are they gonna shoot him like on the spot? But he's like the star of the movie, so they can't. Yeah, I put myself in the 1995 world and I was like, man, that's it. This is over. Like this is the end of the movie, roll the credits because this dude's done. Uh, Keisha, how'd you feel at this point? I think the introduction to John Coffey, which is powerful. I think I definitely agree with uh, V. Like I didn't think that he was going to, I didn't think they were going to shoot him. I definitely didn't think that he did it, but I was just like, what did you do? Because you still look suspect so yes yeah i was thinking the same thing i was like how 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 do you get out of this like how is this how do you disprove when you're like massaging these babies heads with your big hands and there's blood everywhere like i don't even know how you can explain this one out in any regard so i was great it was perfect it was like yes okay we're you know if you weren't locked in earlier now you're like okay how just how is this how is where's the redemption gonna come from in this in this movie uh and then of course 
course, the, him actually showing up in the jail was great. Him just being, you know, 50 feet tall, uh, like shaking, almost like the Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park. Like stuff is like shaking as he's walking in. And oh, it was great. How tall is he actually? Like, so how I actually looked it up because... <laughs> Um, he's he's six five and actually he was pretty average height because james cromwell is six six he was the like older dude and then Mm -hmm. david morse is six four yeah so like he's really not even the tallest guy on set (laughs) um but they they had they did a lot of like blocking where he was like you know closer to the screen and stuff like that old school style yeah perspective mm. stuff they did yeah. that in the lord of the rings too to make uh, gandalf like much bigger than frodo and all that and it, and i had a feeling because i i know that uh the guy david morse he plays like only tall characters like he plays like george washington and john adams so i knew he was really tall so so when i knew that he was really tall and then in that shot he's walking by all you see is like uh michael clark duncan's chest and it's just like <laughs> david morse his eyes are at his chest level. I was like, no way. That would mean that as an actor, he's seven foot nine or something. <laughs> and right. yeah, but that it was a beauty because it doesn't matter. First off, the dude is, a, you know, he's a unit, right? Michael Clark Duncan at six five is still, you know, one of the biggest men I've ever seen on camera. Mm-hmm. He did have to stop working out, I think, for this role to get a little squishier. Because he was like oh, super jacked. That makes sense because you can't be like super jacked in 1930, right? Like there wasn't uh, <laughs> there wasn't Gold's Gym and Bowflex and. <laughs> like, I was like picturing a 1930s like gym. <laughs> Just doing like very bad jumping jacks. And so, okay, so that makes sense. That's cool. But I I still love it. It was really impactful. It's a great introduction. I don't know of many character introductions as memorable. You know, I I mentioned Jurassic Park. That's a pretty good, you know, those moments when they first see the dinosaurs and things like that. Or, you know, Eddie Murphy in 48 Hours. I always remember that was a really great, like Eddie Murphy, welcome to, welcome to Hollywood. This was like an amazing, oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, need to, need to write that one down because that dude is pretty badass. I love that. I love the Green Mile. I love this whole thing. I, I one of my notes I have uh, when we get to Sam Rockwell coming in, uh, uh, it's the, that perfect dichotomy too of uh, um, Michael Clark Duncan looking relaxed and chill and scared and awkward and all of these things. And then you have Sam Rockwell as Billy the Kid, maybe? No, Buffalo Bob. Wild Buffalo Bob. Bill. Wild mm. Bill. That's it. I remember this movie. Buffalo, it's only Bob. Been <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bob. I remember him as Buffalo Bob. Uh. And when when he comes in, it's great because he's kicking and spitting and, and doing all these other things. Uh, just an absolute monster. And it was perfect because we talked about this before. Sometimes it's nice to just have a bad, a good, quote unquote, bad guy, right? Like just a guy that you know is just sedit, like no redemption, no, you know, anti-hero-ness, no, like maybe he's nicer. Maybe he has some sort of, you know, extra layer to him. And sometimes it's nice to just have a guy who's pure evil evil especially when you're talking about a movie where there's a guy who's pure good i think that's like a good point about like this well that's one thing i love about this movie in general the characters like you like love 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 the characters and then you hate 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 the characters that you're supposed to hate except Mm -hmm. for i feel like wild bill because wild bill was definitely someone you should definitely hate because he was the one that he was the reason that oh am i 
Am I? Oh no, no, you're good. I'm. I'm oh, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> he was the reason that uh, um, John Coffee was in there in the first place. So it's like you want to hate him. Spoiler alert. That's what this is for. Don't come this on here. This movie came out in like 1995. All right. <laughs> oh wait, does Will Smith win in Independence Day? I I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm with you. And then the other, what's the other dude? Percy, right? Like the, oh, the, I the, freaking uh, hate Percy. That oh, guy, no. pure evil. That's the other, like, what's the, I don't know what their terms are. I'm really bad today, guys. What are the names the antagonist? of Antagonist? No, yeah, he's an antagonist for sure. But what is their role? Like, what do they do as, as police? Uh, they're like, not wardens. They are. Um, da, 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 I just wrong. thought they were like. Not bailiffs. Like what's another? What's a prison guard? I guess is that is that the oh, right term? Oh, uh, no, not an SRO. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, doesn't matter. But he's like <laughs> that dude. And he's equally as evil as Wild Bill. Like he has all of the evil yeah. in him, and he even kills somebody. You know. Yeah. So I love Eden. that there was just yeah, and you wanted to like you he the, the more you even got a glimpse of him coming to the other side, he would just you know toss it aside and make it even worse and more snakeish and more slimy. I love that. There is too few very good bad guys. You know, in our in our in the movies that we watch and the shows we watch, and he's one of them. And I absolutely, I loved it. Like, I loved hating and rooting against that guy. I have it written three whole times, fuck you, Percy. Yeah. Like, was... it's every time he came on, I was like, I'm so angry. I have to write it down. <laughs> and it was, it was a stuff you would do. Like, it was so simple, right? It wasn't like, he didn't have bigger plans. It was just kill the rat. And, or it was just you know, slam the dude's knuckles on the bar. But it was just those things that are just so so small but personal that I think made it even bigger. Like if he would have went and yelled at his daddy or whoever was the one that like he was supposed to be like uh, untouchable because he, you know, his name and his family uh, made him untouchable. If you would have done that, that would have been too too like childish and weak, mm. you know, and then we would have been like, oh, he's just a little, you know, a little bitch, like fuck that guy. But, but that's when he the did thing though, like he was such a bitch and I think that's why I hate him more like he was the biggest bitch of all like of all tv movies anything like he was such an awful person and then you couldn't do anything to him because he'd pee on himself like <laughs> oh yeah yeah like he got so scared that he peed himself it's like you're getting attacked like people are getting attacked by this guy and you're just standing where they're scared like this is your whole fucking job but you're not afraid to like look at somebody dying of yeah, yeah. Well, works. first off, Keisha, relax. <laughs> relax. You know, blow a blow a gasket. But I agree with you. Like he is so slimy. I don't know. The only term that keeps coming to my head is he's just so slimy. Like you want him to just you want to throw him out a window, but you know you can't, right? Like and it's just it's perfect. It's great. That's who he's supposed to be. And he disappeared from the world probably because everybody saw this movie. I shouldn't say he disappeared. I'm sure he's still acting today. But no, just... I can tell you why he disappeared. Ooh, dun, dun, he's dun. a slimy yucky uh, guy in real life. Oh, he no. married an underage girl and got her like parents like approval to do it and then basically like what's it called? groomed her and yeah. she got like breast implants and all this kind of crazy stuff and she was underage and he was like 40. he's yucky. the worst 
Percy's the worst. So, so you can hate the actor and Percy. We've done it, guys. We've done it. We've 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 nailed it. We found a way to to perfectly hate somebody. Just play this movie like at, at any point in time. Just play Percy and be like, you know that guy? He's a monster. He's an actual monster. I go down um, some weird rabbit holes sometimes when I do research for this podcast. <laughs> I thank you so much for like exposing your whole emotional center, your ego to this. Like I'm still like one piece here, you know, cause that is horrible to know and it sucks. Oh, that blew my mind. Getting back on track yet again. Let's talk about the New Orleans guy. What's his name? Um, Something Delacroix. Isn't he the sweetest yeah. mur oh, I guess murderer? Yeah, Toots. Toots. He is. Oh, he's the yeah, De best. Delacroix. Delacroix. Is that his name? Oh, no, it, he had the best lines. Um, I wrote one of them down. Uh, one of him. his. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What was his line? Uh, one of them was "May West sit on my face." <laughs> Come on, oh, that's geez. the greatest guy in the world. May West. He's like, I'm a done turkey. May West sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that guy was amazing. He was, uh, that, this is the rat guy, right? Like he was the one who also yep. trained a circus rat, basically. A superhero. Mr. Jingles, he circus. had a name. Oh, sorry, what was his name? <laughs> Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. I apologize, Keisha. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking to just call him a rat, a normal rat. I am not Percy. Please don't, I'm not. Nowhere near that. That guy, do we know why he's on death row? No. Because if we I'm did, I, yeah, I was about to say, if we did, I don't think we'd like him as much. Barely, just barely. Because otherwise, I mean, God, what a sweetie. I, that guy's coming home for dinner in my world. Like, I love him so much. With Mr. Jingles. <laughs> With Mr. Dingles, put a little show out, put a little like yeah. obstacle course on the table, on the dining room table. Oh my God, uh, I love that rat. Oh, I also loved mouse? it as just a, this, I think it was a rat, right? Or a mouse. What's the it was small, so maybe it was a mouse. Yeah. I don't know, I'm I think a rat, it. like a rat is scary. Like, it's fat. Right. They, people, people, people like rats as, uh, as pets. I don't, but people do. Yeah. You're from New York. People. I seen a fat rat going like in by the subway, and I said, "Oh no, this this ain't no Midwest kind of rat." And... Well, well, those aren't rats. Those are those are people scuttling to get to work. <laughs> no, the the rats in New York are basically they hybrid dogs, hybrid small dogs. I would think. Oh man, terrifying. All right. We're going to keep on going yeah. with this show. There's no, we're going to keep talking about this movie somehow. My best. Oh, wow. You know what? I have fuck Percy in here too. And I wrote, Percy sucks. Mm. You no sponge using <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no sponge using motherfucker. Uh, which is so weird. Cause I'm like, mad <gasps> he like improperly murdered a death row guy, but I'm still mad at Percy more than the death row guy. Also, I wrote, Keisha sucks a whole bunch because every time I'm sure every time I wrote that I was in tears I was cry I was probably crying <laughs> but you know what I realized like and I don't think I realized that the first time I watched it like this movie is supposed to make you cry like at the end like literally everybody's crying it's like if you didn't cry then 
What's wrong with you? Like, you don't if you don't cry at the end of this movie, you're outed as a serial killer. Like, that's the that's mm-hmm. the litmus test for complete. You're a definite serial killer. If by the end of the movie you're like, oh, that was pretty good. That's okay. That was fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. <laughs> All right, so back to the movie. We got John Coffey. He figures out, he grabs Tom Hanks by the junk and and spews what out of his mouth, Keisha? What the fuck comes out of his mouth? Flies? Is that what that was? Flies? And then they just disappear. Does somebody know, Virginia, do you know what comes out of his mouth? I don't know, locusts? <laughs> That's a thing, right? What? There Aren't those, like, a lot bigger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, locusts come out of his mouth. So locusts fly out of his mouth. And everybody's just like, wow, it's magical. What the fuck? Like on, on, a, on a serious level, if a dude grabbed my junk and then minutes later, even if he cured me of my urinary infection, but minutes like later, he just spewing locusts out of his mouth and then saying, it's time for me to go to bed, boss. I got to take uh, I gotta take a nap. Which, of course, you're tired. You spewed gallons of locusts out of your mouth. Who wouldn't be exhausted from that? But nobody, everybody's just like, that's all good. It's it's cool. He's he's fine. He's a magic. He's magic. Magic. (laughs) What do y'all think? What did you think about that moment? It was a very Stephen King moment. Because I, I recently watched The Outsider and it has some similar stuff with bugs. And I thought, I've never read a Stephen King book or really watched any of his movies other than Shawshank, I think. Shawshank. 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 He does a lot with that kind of buggy supernatural stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I was just like, nah, nobody's, y'all got to react more than that. Like if this is, if, if, if you, if I, if, if somebody came up to me, I, all I keep thinking is like, if you spew locusts out your mouth, you got to have a step back or something. Like somebody's got to be like, whoa, what, what, what just happened? What's coming out your mouth? <laughs> Nobody was like any question about this whole thing. I mean, well, yeah, no, Cause Tom wasn't, I feel like if I was Tom and someone grabbed me by my junk and and just I think I would scream I think I would like have more of a reaction but um I mean he was he was feeling good it was kind of weird how he was like oh 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 (laughs) (laughs) and then and then he's like once it was all done he's like I gotta go to the bathroom I'll I'll be with you in a minute and he just goes and pees and he's like this is the greatest it's just weird it's just a weird moment but I love it yeah I don't think that my my thought process after I think I would have still been too in shock to even realize that I was healed yeah, or, like his first instinct was like, let me go pee to see if he healed me. I mean, maybe it felt different. Maybe he was like, ooh. I'm sure a lot felt different Tingly. after John Coffey grabs your junk and like holds on and the lights are exploding and shit. You're like, oh, maybe Those I am. Badass hands. <laughs> oh. All right, so at which point do we feel like we're really worried for, for John Coffey? For me, it's it's when this when he holds the rat and to me it was this rat metaphor this whole time right like the rat is dead the rat is you know it, the, well he wasn't dead yet but he, you know the rat was part of the uh you know this whole like oh this is like a magic rat it's like a special rat it's a rat we, or mouse sorry sorry to all you mouse and rat people out there but it was like this special mouse 
and it does all these magical things that no mouse can do and it's so intuitive and beautiful and amazing and then it gets killed and john coffee scoops it up and you know gives it an over the pants handy like he did to tom hanks and spews locust out of his mouth and the rat's back to life and then he's holding it i'm like oh he's gonna die he's totally this is it and like i didn't know anything about this movie but i definitely didn't know i thought he was gonna die like in an escape thing like i didn't know he was gonna die the way he dies so what did how did you virginia how did you think he was gonna die how did you think this was gonna go down i already knew i knew the plot of the movie so <laughs> i went into it i actually did know what was gonna happen in this movie oh god damn it all right yeah. well, <laughs> no it's all good so you just you were just like waiting for the moment what were you waiting for as far as like the 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 tilt like when did you what were you looking thinking the tilt would be i don't know Oh, I mean, I was on edge and pretty worried a lot during this movie because I kept being like, I know he's going to die, but I like just don't quite know what the circumstances are around that. So I was very on edge and I was crying and I had a snotty nose because of that. When we when he went to James Cromwell's house, I guess I guess he's like the mayor or whatever. I was really worried then. That's what I thought. I thought he was gonna get like they were all gonna get in trouble, and I because you know they were all like loading up and like getting ready for you know a hoedown. Is that the right term? That's probably the right term. And so I was really worried that he was gonna gonna get killed then. Which by the way, that is an amazing scene. I love him with James Cromwell, who plays the warden. I think right. So he plays the warden, and his wife is dying from cancer and his wife oh my god just plays this thing so well where she's like cursing and she's surly and she's you know a, a, a shell of herself and like talks to John Coffey the way she's talking to him like they see each other I was in tears I knew that he was going to save her life but I knew like the way like again when we're talking about like this whole you you know seeing past the person and seeing into their who they are and everything I was like this is it this is a beautiful thing so I really started crying a little bit there but I love that lady and I was so happy that she was okay and I don't remember who it was and I'm sorry to our audience that I don't recall who it was because we watched this a month and a half ago. <laughs> Keisha, do you even remember that scene? Do we even remember that scene at all? <laughs> I do. I, uh, but you, what got me in that little scene or like towards the end of that was how Tom Hanks was like, you know, so if you want me to just let you go right now, just say the word and uh, you can yeah. be free. And like John McCarthy's like, gotta do what I gotta do. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. Well, I like that because he was almost more like, even even more like set me free of this. This was to him mm -hmm. uh, a curse that everybody else thought it was a gift. So I dig, I really like that. Like, he's like, I don't want to hear these voices anymore. I don't want to feel these things. When I touch somebody i know everything about them i know their truths and their evils and blah 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 and his unfortunately the way he's portrayed i assume his small brain was not able to process the pain that he's feeling every day so it was breaking him down so this was like a sweet release for him which of course made it made me cry even more because i was like oh he wants to die why does he want to die why? you know like so that was that was i love that choice you're right like i love the idea that First off, from Tom Hanks' perspective, like, yo, get out of here, you know, save yourself. You're not a bad person. But also love that he was like, no, it's my time. I'm done. You guys are going to be okay? You guys going to be all right? Yeah, I just started thinking about when they went to watch the film and he was like, I've never seen a picture. And then they took him 
And I was like, it was at that point, and I'm even like tearing up now, but like, I lost my shit. <laughs> like, I had to get up and go get toilet paper because it was just pouring out of my face. Yeah. Great segue, though, because that is that is the, the genius of this movie that we took to the third act for us to realize why old man Edgecombe was crying and all distraught is because that movie that was playing in the old retirement home was playing for Mr. John Coffey as his sort of last request. And I, I mean, what a button, what a way to sew that up. It was beautiful. It was awesome. I, you know, I, I think we all were. We were all, we were all just pouring snot out of every <laughs> orifice. There was locusts coming out of my nose. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> And, and, Locusts you know, coming out of your nose would be very loud. Locusts are very loud. They are extremely loud. I had one in my backyard the other day and my dog Denzel chased after it for a good 30 minutes to no avail, but it, it would stop. <laughs> it would make a loud noise. He'd go to it and then fail at doing his job as a dog. What He's noise there. does a locust make? It's make like a clacking noise. It's like, I don't know. I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I could do a Travolta, but I can't do a, a locust. <laughs> Here's a oh, uh, here's here's John Travolta being a locust. Oh, hey Sandy, I'm a locust. Clack 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 clack. Is that good? <laughs> uh, oh, y'all ask. Give me your locust. Give me your locust, Cation. I don't know. That's why I'm asking because I don't know what the hell a locust sounds like. I don't know either. Now, apparently, I'm yeah. <laughs> barely sounds like John Travolta. <laughs> Uh, they actually just sound like John Travolta, so they, they come in mass going, Hey Sandy! Hey Sandy! Hey Sandy! That's uh, my dog was just chasing after that a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> and, you're, and then you're going after him, Denzel! Denzel! Like Denzel. Sandy! Okay, so we're back to this movie. We're going to talk about it one more time. We skipped over something I think is probably the two biggest things in the movie, because the two bad guys get their sort of comeuppance in different ways. You've got Percy, who effectively, intentionally, sadistically botches his his role as the executioner by not putting a sponge on the guy's head and letting that guy die. And so instant monster. And then we have uh, Wild Bill, who we find out through flashback was the dude that actually killed those two little girls. How did we feel when we found out Wild Bill, we'll start with Wild Bill. How do we feel when we found out Wild Bill was that dude? Do you remember that, Virginia? Yeah, I was mad at him and I was like, whoa, you're even more shit than I thought. Yeah, he had bounced around a little bit. Like, I liked him as the Looney Tunes guy, you know, like when he was just like a Looney Bin guy, right? That Because yeah. he, one, he made Percy pee himself. So already, that's a plus one in my book, right? <laughs> and then he was really good at bouncing back and forth. He's so charismatic, Sam Rockwell. I love you so much, buddy. He was so good at bouncing back and forth from like, nah, boss, I'm done, I'm done. I'm not going to do that stuff anymore, I promise. And then he'd like bit in a dude's eye and be just disgusting and gross. Uh, so I was kind of on board with him because he was the only guy in that whole, the Green Mile is like the nicest death row I've ever seen. <laughs> All of the people on the Green Mile are like sweetheart <laughs> mouse, you know, circus t uh, curators or healers or old Indian men, you know, Native American men <laughs> who are just relaxing. They're just relaxing and quietly hanging out as they're on their way. And then he comes in, at least there's like a, some guy who feel you feel like, oh, he should be on the Green Mile. So I like that. And I also liked that, you know, that he was the dude like that. 
threw me for a loop. I had no idea that that was going to be the guy that had done all the stuff. But like, what, what did he go? What was he in prison for? Because it wasn't that. I don't remember what he actually was in prison for. That's a good question. And had we done this podcast closer to when we watched the movie, I might have <laughs> remembered. Uh, that is a great question. I don't know what he did, but he was touted as somebody who was a pretty wild and nefarious human being because they were all scared of him, right? Like they were all, mm. oh no, no, they weren't. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to the podcast listeners. We, he, he was like, he was like brain dead that he was pretending to be. So they didn't really, they weren't mm. really that afraid of him. They were kind of just like, oh, you know, they like poked his head and they're like, oh, he's fine until uh until they let loose of that straitjacket what do we think the 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 solitary confinement room represented because i love that idea too that there was just a room that again because the green mile is so nice they never need to put anybody in solitary confinement so they just had files in there like what wh why why would that be a choice do you think did wild bill go in there first or did percy go in there first wild bill okay. goes in there a couple times okay yeah but they like percy goes in there to kill that mouse clears it all out to kill that mouse and then they get wild bill and it was like i guess serendipity that he was like that he cleared it out so that they can throw him in and then he gets thrown in because they had to clear him. it out again because percy put everything back and then they had to clear it out oh again. is that right it's just a lot of work <laughs> Too much, too much. Put it, put the file cabinets where they belong. You're on death row. There can't be like, it's like one of those signs that says like a hundred days of no injuries at this construction site. <laughs> like that can't be possible at uh, when you're on death row in 1933 in Louisiana when everybody's this juicy. Somebody's gonna get loose. Somebody's gonna go crazy for a second. I wonder how big, like the people who are in there, so there's like four guys in there. They're in pretty like podunk Louisiana. So these are like bad guys from probably a really large area because the towns aren't very big. And yeah. I think it would be hard for one town to have that many death row people because you've only got 250 people. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, well, apparently everybody's killing these same two girls. I don't know. Like, that's, you go you go to the Green Mile, it's because you're massaging those two girls' heads a whole bunch more than you should be. Death row. Still, oh, it's still so weird to me. I, I don't know. know. Like, there was a moment where I was like, I don't know, it seems pretty quaint and nice. Like, they got ice cream sandwiches. And at one point, like, two has his door open, and he's just, like, chilling. And I was like, oh, kind of like camp. Cornbread. Oh. There's cornbread. There's cornbread. Yo, there's cornbread in this movie. <laughs> that is actually a great point. Everybody is kind of real chill for a death row, like Louisiana, like federal prison. Uh, maybe we blame Tom Hanks for this one. Paul Edgecombe. He's too sweet. He's too nice of a guy. I mean, maybe he's. But everyone's really nice. Why do you think that is? That's so weird to me. I don't know. I'm thinking about it more. We probably should wrap up, but I'm like, why the, why was everybody so fucking nice in this damn prison? Because I mean, they took the bad guys to the bad one. <laughs> like there, there was some other place that they talked, they referenced a lot. And I just assumed, oh, that must be like the high security bad place. And this is well, just a last stand place? I also think like they're already about to die. There's no reason to be like shitty to them. Like they serve their time and they're about to die. Like True. there's no reason. That's why Percy is such a, it's like, you don't have to be terrible to these people because they're going to die for whatever they just did. So you don't have to be an asshole. Totally. Also my question for you guys, what would be your, your death row meal? 
Death Row meal. Wow. I would probably have, fuck, I don't know. I would probably, you know, speaking of, of, of New Orleans or Louisiana, I, I have a very soft spot for all things New Orleans. So all of the, the gumbo and the, 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 the jambalaya and beignets and stuff. I'd probably legitimately go, just give me like the dirtiest plate of just all of that, you know, oysters and, and just, you know, brown roux, seafoody things uh, nonstop, just because it's so decadent, so gluttonous. And they're, they're probably going to have to clean up the, that chair once they <laughs> shock me. <laughs> So that's like my last, like, haha, fuck you. <laughs> what about you, Keisha? That's a great question, Virginia. Um, no, before you even said that, I was thinking gumbo. Gumbo's always been one of my favorite meals. Even though I don't like eating meat anymore, but if I was about to die, I would definitely give me give me all the shit. Virginia, what what, what is your what is yours? Are you, are you gonna make the New Orleans triumvirate? <laughs> well, so I love sushi. I absolutely love sushi. Sushi does not love me. <laughs> so if I was going to be dying anyway, like I would gorge myself on sushi and, wow. uh, and just go out, go just out, go messy out like, <laughs> like you. I would just be like, <laughs> because in real life, yeah, I can't, I can't really enjoy sushi, but I love it. Great question. Yeah, that should be on the, that should be like the, it shouldn't be, but it should be like the bucket list question. Like what would be your last meal? Cause that, that says a lot about a person. It's like, you want to take some risks. You want to eat something that's a little gnarly. Probably not, I'm not a caviar and you know, whatever sort of hyper highfalutin fancy meal. I'm definitely a, you know, give me a bowl of something that's just salty and you know, decadent yeah. and like gluttonous but and gross. There was this photo series of like, it was just an overhead shot of prisoners, what prisoners had ordered as their last meal. And a lot of it is like stuff you would eat as a kid, like stuff that brings back memories or like things like that. So it was like mac and cheese and fried chicken and like, mm. you know, grilled cheese sandwiches. And you're like, whoa, like you can have anything. They said you can have anything. And then there's some who were like, oh, I want like just peas and a steak. But a lot of it was like stuff that brings back a, a, a you know, childhood yeah, style. I think, that, I think that makes sense. That is what it, that's how it feels for me. I, New Orleans is like, I love everything about New Orleans. So that is, that always brings me to a happy place. So that makes sense. I like that. Happy. And then you die and you explode from all the gumbo. It's, oh. Well, it'll be like recooked because of the electricity. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Sorry for that visualization. Uh, all right, we're getting to the end. We're doing the end. And then we're going to wrap this up and we're going to rate this. You know where my brain went at the end? I wrote the note, this guy's cheese is sliding off his cracker. I was trying real hard not to feel feeling, so I was watching things in the background. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, because we, we get to the point where it's it's a great you know coalescence of all of the things that we've watched we knew this was coming you knew this was coming i didn't i knew this was coming but i thought it was going to happen differently i didn't know i don't know why but i didn't know that he was going to be uh in the chair though by every movie standard they keep going back to the chair so i should have just known that they were that was going to be the trigger i was just distraught i knew it was coming because he wanted it but i was like oh no something like the power needed to go out or something needed to happen like you know mm -hmm. some sort of change so that was devastating but what was even more wild to me and I think was uh, like ending B which is the greatest part of this movie the fact that this movie is so just well-rounded and so amazing is what happens once we once coffee dies which he's supposed to I think that's the goal of this you know of, of his life is he's done his job he's saved uh, a life that you know w was on this way out and redeemed himself for all of the any 
anybody who would believe that he had done anything wrong and for the fact that he wasn't able to save those two little girls, just massage them a bunch. And then it cuts back to quote unquote present day and we find out the truth about Paul Edgecombe and the little rat, the little mouse, that these dudes are like immortal now. Not really, but they're, you know, like this was, he was like 49 in 1934 or something like that. And that he is, you know, like 140 or something and still chugging along and walking around that John Coffey is the Lazarus pit. How long do you think John, John or how long do you think uh, Edgecombe goes? Do you think it's a forever? I think he said he was he would die because he was getting old, but he was just aging in, in very slowly comparative to like his wife who died, you know, 40 years prior and his kids who died. So I think he was saying like, I'm going to die. But when we don't know, we don't know, which is wild. And the mouse that's and especially the mouse that is, you know, mouse's lifespan is like three, four or five years at the most. And it, it was what, 50, 60 years old. So, I mean, he's going to go to like 250, 300 years old. He was going to see everything. He's going to see what happens with Tesla cars, you know, in the future. He's going to, he's going to be traveling to other planets. I mean, Paul Edgecombe, that story needs to tell, someone needs to tell Paul Edgecombe's story. <laughs> oh, what do you think okay. about the very end? Um, I just thought it was like, if he was still like living so long, I wonder like why he would be in that home. And I also thought like, man, you bring a lot of bread to that mouse and I don't think he's eating that much. <laughs> Right, he can't eat a whole slice of toast. Just so that we wrap this up, this movie up, this whole thing up, just so we're clear, you were worried that he was overfeeding a 70-year-old rat, that a 70-year-old mouse. Everything that happened, John Coffey dies, the re- the reveal that he's a immortal, you know, millennium man, and you're like, hmm, that rat's eating too much. That, you need to lay off the rat. <laughs> Fair enough, well, we're leaving it there. We're, no, we're leaving it there. No, no. The end of this, the end of this discussion is that rat's eat, uh, eating too much. <laughs> what, a, what a not, there's no variety in his diet. Toast yep. every day. Toast, day, like three slices of toast or something. It was like a ridiculous, it was a lot of toast. But maybe when your bone, your cells are like a thousand years old for your body, they, like they need that replenishment. They need to eat a bunch. That's that's my- uh, like <laughs> Your cells Marvel are like comics. carbs. Yes. <laughs> uh, that mouse cannot go on keto because it is, <laughs> it's going to die. <laughs> All right, so final thoughts, Virginia. Um, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I liked the color palette. Uh, I needed to feel those emotions during quarantine. Um, So even though I wrote, fuck you, uh, I appreciate you for making me feel feelings and watch this movie and, you know, finally see something that is you know, it's a pop culture thing that a lot of people know about, and now I do too. Virginia, I love you so much. <laughs> Keisha, what is your final thought on the last movie in season one of this insanely long journey we've been on? What did you? What are your thoughts on the Green Mile? Of course, I love this movie. Um, great characters, great emotions. Not even just sad emotions. Happy, sad. We laughed. Mm-hmm laughed at wild bill we left it was just around well-rounded and wonderful and uh, i don't know i it, it was it, it's a fun not fun but um it was heartwarming 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it was heartwarming. That's I think that's what I even said in the beginning. It is like uh, you you feel all of the things, and I think that's what a good movie should make you feel, right? Like it should have a little comedy, it should have some suspense and excitement and pure, you know, anger and adrenaline and sadness. And and when it comes, when the adrenaline comes from something other than action, you know, when you're as tense as you are in a movie like this, and it's not a you know some big explosion or something like that's even more impactful in a lot of ways when when you're locked in and you're tight uh and worried and and terrified and uh excited that's what a good 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 movie should do which is i agree this movie was all of that it was amazing i um i do still hate you a bunch i think that you're you we we could have just watched like space jam 2 electric boogaloo and just been fine and i would have been just, just fine but no we had to watch a good movie and that's not what this podcast is about it's about watching very bad movies and then making fun of them not watching good ones and reveling in how good they are no this movie's amazing thank you so much Kate. <laughs> you're you welcome picked good, you picked a good one okay we're going rankings we're ready for the final ranking song of season season one Keisha, drop a beat hit me with the beat Ooh. yeah uh uh the green mile y'all the green mile we're going down the street to the green mile everybody's happy on the green mile even though they're gonna die in the green mile why you smiling yo it's the green mile why you dying yo it's the green mile <laughs> yay oh my goodness <laughs> oh wow <laughs> raking <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. <laughs> Give me your ranking on the Greek file. Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm on this show too. Okay. Um whew. I was just watching and, and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie 30 Mr. Jingles. I feel like there's probably that many who had to be in the movie and everyone was such a good actor. Yes, Mr. Jingles. SAG, SAG award winning <laughs> Mr. Jingles. 30 Jingles for you. I love it. Keisha, what are your what is your ranking for this movie? My ranking is 10,000 uh, magical mouth locuses. <laughs> Why, 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 why? Like I said before, this is just, there are so many magical moments in this movie. It was well-rounded and that was the most powerful part of the movie is the, the locusts coming, the healing of people healing. through John Coffey. And I love it. All of the disaster going on. I love away. it. <laughs> I give it, I give it seven over the pants junk cups out of, uh, out of eight over the pants uh, junk grabs. I think this movie is amazing. It's phenomenal. If a man can heal your urinary issues in such a fashion, I say do it. I think it should be part of our, you know, Medicare and Medicaid program. No, but this movie is amazing. This movie is wonderful. Go out and see this movie. If you haven't seen this movie and you're watching this, and you're listening to this rather uh you're a, a weirdo that's a that's a really weird direction to do this because i you're not gonna know anything we just talked about but if you haven't seen this movie it's absolutely mandatory it's on the list it's like uh we'll call it the tgtf criterion collection because it is absolutely 
amazing. It's definitely something you need to see. You will cry. If you don't, don't let anybody know that because then you're on a list somewhere and it's just amazing. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're gonna do a little bit of improv based on everything we just talked about. And I promise you, we will ruin this movie for just us, not for you because this movie's too good. Uh, and we'll be right back. And we cut to a boot camp, summer camp. Kids, everybody, line up. I'm your camp counselor for this thing. My name's Sergeant Ratchet. Uh, I'm here to whip you all into shape here. We're going to get you guys looking good, fine. Your parents are going to be real happy with how y'all all turn out. If, if there's anything I know, Sergeant Ratchet is here to make sure that my little bitty piggies turn into big, beautiful swans. That's the metaphor. That's absolutely a metaphor. All um, right, sound off. Uh, yeah, Sergeant, like, am I supposed to stand here in line? That's right, that's right. Uh, Carol Ann, you're supposed to stand here in line. Of course you're supposed to stand here in line. That's what I said day one when you came down to uh, the green pile. You're supposed to stand in line and, and get your get your act together. So get up in line, Caroline. Fine. God, I can't All believe right. my mom sent me here. Well, she sent you here because she cares about you, goddammit, Caroline. A, 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 a parent does not send you here to the green pile without uh, absolute care and concern for your well-being. <sighs> Don't, you, don't you roll your eyes at me, young lady. You stand straight, you stand tall. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, uh, 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 where, where is, where is uh, Christopher Jackson? Christopher Jackson, I can't hear you. you. Are you speaking out your mouth or are you speaking on the mute button? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just trying to breathe because I get really nervous when people yell at me a lot. That's all right, son. How are you doing today, Christopher Jackson? Uh, I'm nervous and I peed my pants before I got here. Oh, goddamn! Is that that smell? Yes, sir. What you been eating, boy? Pounds of asparagus? Um, I'm actually allergic to asparagus. It's just green beans. That's the same goddamn thing. You they both make the same smell. Goddamn it, Chris Jackson! You better, you better, you better line up and get ready and get set for your day here, boy. All right, you are, you yes, are, you are an important part of the green pile, a cog, if you will, to the machinery, and we need you prepared. Can you breathe right, son? I think Christopher Jackson needs his inhaler. Oh, God damn it. You one of those? You one of those vaxes? You got sicknesses, boy? Um, I have many ailments, sir. Go ahead and list off all of your ailments right now in front of me in this moment. I have um, asthma. I have a, a, um, a ear infection. I have... Um, list them, list them faster. I want to hear oh. them faster. Uh, I have allergies. I have uh, a, a toe um, displacement. You, have a toe. you said you have a toe. We all got toes. We got 10 of them. How many you got, son? 17. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. That's enough. That's enough, Christopher Jackson. I can't hear any more. This is you disgust me. Do you know that? That's why your I'm daddy so sent you here because he, you, he so is sorry, disgusted sir. by you, too. He is disgusted as well. And he called Mr. Jackson. If Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty, called me and told me that, that you, are, you are a disgrace to the family. And I'm here to, to whip you into shape. You and your 17 uh, uh, extra seven digits. That's a disgusting thing, by the way. All right, Carol Ann. I'm partnering you up 
with Christopher Jackson, all right? This boy needs all the help he can get, and I think that you are the only person here who can whip him into shape when I'm not around. Are you willing to do that, Caroline? Are you asking me to hit him? I'm asking you to do whatever it takes to ensure that Christopher Jackson reaches the goals set off by the green pile. It is a pile of bodies as high as the ceiling. Uh, it, that's what it used to be back in the war. Now it's just a boot camp summer camp. Could you not hit too hard? I bruise easily. I'm totally not gonna hit you, dude. Uh, okay, Christ uh, Christopher Jackson, let's go to our bunk. And um, I guess I'll whip you into shape, <laughs> whatever that means. Wow. Well, I'm sorry you had to be stuck with me. I've never been this close to a girl before. Oh, um, no, man, it's cool. Like, my parents sent me here because they're, like, not into, like, the goth thing. So I like, took all my eyeliner, and then um, they took my Doc Martens, and here I am. Why'd your parents send you here? Well, my dad wanted to send me to basketball camp, but I'm not too good at any kind of sport. So he thought maybe bringing me here would rough me up a bit. Man, you're going to have to like tighten up. Like you're going to get your ass beat here. I've been here for three days and there's this guy, his name is uh, Frank the Weasel and he like beats kids like you. What, 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 why would he do such a thing? That's, that wouldn't be the kind thing to do. You have 17 fucking toes. I mean, I don't know. You have asthma. He hates people with asthma. That's he, hereditary. He loves, but he, he's really against people who can't, who's, who's, uh, who can't breathe right. Hey, hey, Carol Ann, what's up? What's up? Is this, is this the new guy? Yeah, this is, a uh, Christopher Jackson. <laughs> Well, Christopher Jackson, who says your first name like that? What a freaking idiot. Well, I'm Frank the Weasel, and I'm here to say, if you mess around with my lady, you're going to get my wrath, okay? Now, listen, you, you, you take your little freak feet, and you get the hell out of this bunk before I start kicking some serious booties. One, not your lady. Two, I don't think you should talk to Christopher Jackson like that. Hey, babe. Bip, 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 bip. What are you talking about? Of course you're my lady. We, 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 we bunked together last summer camp. Like, how are you not my lady? Because a full year went by and I've like totally changed. Well, I've changed too. I'm like a dude now. Like I've got like four or five hairs going out my chin. It's definitely going to be uh, Frank the Weasel's summer. You want someone to weasel, don't you? No, no. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris Jackson. If you think you're going to take my lady, you're going to have to go through me. I'm out of here. Uh, I don't want to take anyone's lady. I'm sorry about Frank. Like, we bunked last year at robotics camp, and he, I don't know. I mean, I we never, like, dated or anything, but he's, like, so, so possessive and weird. Do you want something to drink? Oh, sure. Um, but I can't have any dairy. Um, and I'm allergic to artificial sugars. So um, water will do just fine. Cool, because they only have orange juice and milk here. Oh, wow. Oh, ah. I, I don't know which one would be better for you. It's the from oranges. Concentrate. The oranges might make me a little gassy, but if that's all we have a drink, I, I guess I'll take that one. One for the team. Okay, I'll go get you one, and uh, just stay here. Keep your head down. Do not...
talk to any of the counselors, they'll they'll just whoop your ass. Oh, okay. Thanks, Caroline. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, what's up? You're the new guy, huh? Name's Buffalo Bob. Yeah, I'm sort of the wrestle, re- resident dude here. Like, anything you need, man, I'm, I've got your back, dude. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you seem a little nervous. You all right? Sure. You sure you're good? Dude, well, I got um, the right thing for you right here, man. My mom's Percocet. It'll tear, it'll break you down real easy and you'll feel great by the end of the night, dude. Oh, well, um, actually, I have some Adderall if you'd like to trade. You got some Adderall? Dude, you're like a gold mine. What's your name? I'm Christopher. Christopher Jackson. Christopher Jackson? Man, like, how can I thank you? I've had, I have this chick in bunk six who's been begging for Adderall for about three and a half days. Oh, well, I get it monthly, so knock yourself out. Fritz, I think you and I are going to be really good friends, bro. Hey, do you want to go down to the cafeteria and see what the digs are about? Oh, actually, I'm waiting to get, um, I'm waiting for that, dude. Fuck that, dude. Come on, you're coming with me. Don't worry about her. She'll be back. Oh, well, if you say so. Oh, I, I came with your orange juice. Okay, you're not here. That's awesome. Um, that's what I get for being nice to the weirdo. We cut to the cafeteria. Wow. Are those locusts? Those are a bunch of other kids just chit-chatting in a cafeteria. Watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> so what do you think, Dad? Welcome to the cafeteria, man. Wow, I've never been able to be around this many people in my life. Dude, if you stick with Buffalo Bob, you're going to be fine, man. Listen, over over there, that's the circus rat people. Uh, st- steer clear from them unless you have cheese or a ton of bread. I love the circus. Ooh, let you go, little rat girl. Ooh, yeah, do that little flip. Ooh, yeah. Wow. That sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, and over there, those are just the those are the the freaking frack brothers. Basically, all they do is they just palm each other's heads the whole time. It's really weird. Don't look them in the eyes though; they might grab you and suck you into their world. I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, okay. Sounds kind of scary. I'll pass. Oh, and look, it's camp counselor Mr. Jingles. He's coming up right now. You should you should say hi to him for sure. He's one of the cool ones. Oh. Hi, everybody. I'm Mr. Jingles. <laughs> I'm your favorite camp counselor here at the cafeteria. What's your name, son? I'm Christopher. Christopher Jackson. That's Chris Chris Jackson. Yeah, he's he's one of the good ones, Mr. Jingles. You should keep an eye on him. Chris Jackson, are you one of the good ones? Oh, you bet, Mr. Jingles. I'm just uh, here to have a great time and learn some cool things. How many toes you got? Uh, Unfortunately, 17. Record scratch. What? Dude, um, what? What the fuck, bro? Oh, um, it's hereditary. Hereditary what? Dude, I don't like dudes. Don't call me that. Oh, oh I, I'm so sorry. I, um, uh, I'm sorry that I ruined your cafeteria party. Do you gotta wear special socks for that? Um, yeah, my my mom hand makes all of my socks and my shoes. No one, all no one custom. who wears special socks and shoes is a good one. Yeah, I'm looking you, out for you. You just made me throw up my cornbread, dude. Get out of here. I can't, I can't, I can't even talk to you anymore. Bye, freak. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm not, Christopher Jackson. You're crying. Hey, Are you okay? I know. Wait. 
you told me, you told me, you told me not to, to go out and talk about my 17 holes, but I went with Wild Bill and he took my Adderall and I'm not friends with anyone and they all hate me. You have no Adderall and you told them about your toes. Yeah. Christopher Jackson. I'm sorry. I disappointed you. I know. No, no. We are going to overcome this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to escape this place. We're going to get you out of here and no one will make fun of your toes. You don't have to drink orange juice or milk and we'll get your Adderall back. So what we're going to do is we're going to get your Adderall. Then we're going to get you the hell out of here. All right, all right. Everybody line up, line up. <clears throat> Sergeant Ratchet is calling you to order here. Everybody come to the front of your bunks. We've got a late addition to the roster for this boot camp summer camp. Uh, his name is Fred Pacino, and he, 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 he's a big boy. Uh, he, he comes from far away. Uh, he doesn't say much, but he's here to get whipped into the same shape all you little ends are getting whipped into as well. I want you all to give a warm welcome to Fred Pacino and make sure that he's taken care of. All right. Howdy ho, Fred Pacino. Uh, hello, you're terrifying. <laughs> Sorry. Howdy uh, uh, ho to you as well. Um, is your last name like Cappuccino? It's, it's like that, but it's spelled differently. It's got a poo and a chino in it instead of, instead of a cap. Um, well, uh, Fred Pacino, this is Christopher Jackson. I'm Caroline. My last name doesn't matter. Hi, hey, Caroline. Hey, um, Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting, I'm nervous. My last camp was real mean to me and hard, and it was scary. Now I'm just nervous about everything. Oh, well, no worries. I've had a rough couple of days, but just stick with us, and uh, you'll have a great time. Yeah, I mean, we're a ragtag team. I'm an ex-goth. Christopher Jackson's got about 47 ailments, but, like, well, we're going to get what, out of here. What kind of ailments do you have there, uh, Mr. Jackson? I have uh, asthma. I have type 1 diabetes. I have a, a, a bad kidney. I have 17 toes and a foot displacement. I have a dislocated elbow. I have a bad tonsil. I have tonsillitis. I have gingivitis. I have 78 cavities. You mentioned you have 17 toes. Yep, sure do. My mom tells me it's hereditary. Can I can I see your feet? Um, I'm kind of nervous. I don't really show people my feet. This is a no judgment zone, Christopher Jackson. Okay, just a second. I have, the, I have special special shoes. My mom custom makes all of my shoes. Oh, and there you have it. Seventeen oh. toes. I've never seen anything quite like that. Do you mind if I put my hands on your toes? Whoa. Is this like something um, kinky? Do you want me to like go? I want you to stay and witness. Okay. Um, you go. I guess it's okay. Lightning, 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 lightning. Oh my God, Everything why goes... are the lights changing? Everything goes dark. Oh. Oh. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Sandy. 
locust just come out of your mouth? Oh, oh God. Yeah. After every after every time I do that, a John Travolta locust comes out of my mouth. But I want you to look down at your feet, Christopher Jackson. You'll see now you have 16 toes. Oh, my goodness. You just put your hand, like, on him. Yeah, I I apologize for touching you in your not-so-savory areas, but it's the only way that I can use this power I have. Wow. I never thought I'd see the day where I had one less toe. What are you, Fred Pacino? I'm pretty tired. Is there a place I can lay down? Dude, take my take my bunk. You can. You're a big guy, so you could like push my bunk next to your bunk. Ugh. I sure appreciate that, man. Thank I'm, you so much. I'm gonna go to sleep now. Christopher Jackson, what the fuck happened? I have no clue, but I don't know if my mom is going to be excited or weirded out that I no longer have a a 17 toe. How do you feel? Like, what? Does your leg hurt? No, I I kind of feel like I could I could walk faster. Like like my toes have a superpower. Like like they're indestructible. This is gonna come in handy when we make our escape because I couldn't have you just like lagging behind me when we we go across that electric fence. Oh, electric? Wait wait a minute. The electric fence? Yeah. I thought I thought that was just a rumor. No, no. They they don't want us to leave. They want us to stay here forever. forever. This is jail. This is basically jail. Oh. oh, Caroline. Oh, Caroline. Oh, no. This can't be good. We I mean, cut and- to the next morning. We cut to the next morning. <laughs> hey, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Oh, my fucking God. These locusts. Yeah. Again, Miss Caroline, I, I swear I apologize with all my heart. I know that it's an unavoidable side effect of my power, my gift, and my curse. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to the cafeteria. I'll bring you guys some toast. I just need, I need to clear my head. This is a lot. We cut to the walk over to the cafeteria with uh, Frank the Weasel following Caroline. That was so weird, but like cool, but like hella weird. Do I believe um, in ghosts? Oh, hey, Frank. What's up? What's up? What's up, Caroline? So, what's the what's the deal with those two in that bunk of yours? Why? What's the big dude and the, the other freaking weirdo freak dude? They're, they're my friends. What's your problem? What do you mean? What's my problem? Well, you're my Wait. lady love. You're the one. You're my true love. Well, you should be with me. You should be hanging out with me all the time, not hanging out with those idiots. Uh, Frank. Like, last summer at robotics camp was like a million years ago. I became goth and I moved on from nerds like you. I could be goth. My dad owns a, a, a store and he can give me all the goth gear that we need. Like, my dad's super rich. Yeah, that's like cool and stuff. But you know what? Like, Fred Pacino and Chris Jackson are just, they're special and they just have something that you don't have. Fred Pacino, like, like the, like cappuccino? It's spelt differently. Whatever. He's a weirdo. He's a loser. And I don't know. I, I'm telling you, you should be with me. I, I'll take them down. I'll burn that whole bunk down if I have to. Because they're, they're losers. And if they're going to be in the way of me and you falling in love like we're supposed to do, I won't have it. I won't stand for it. Frank. You are such a bully. You know that? Like, you just, you think everything is yours, but it's not. It's mine. Everything is mine. This whole fucking.
fucking place is mine if I wanted to. My dad owns one convenience store downtown, and he's got money for days. He could fucking take this whole place down if he wanted to. Then go spend your money on someone else because I don't want your money. I just want to eat some toast in the cafeteria and have milk. Hey, Caroline, are you, are you okay? Fine. I just, uh, Frank is, he's really possessive and... And he's such a bad guy, and he's so mean, and he won't leave me alone. <sighs> I did buy eyeliner once from his dad's store, and then ever since then, he thinks I just, like, owe him something. Wow, what a guy. Well, maybe we can get Fred Pacino to, to give him a lesson. Oh, my gosh. Do you think his powers work that way? Well, we can try. We can see if he's up to it. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, guys, I don't, I don't know if that's what I was doing. I sound a little bit like Frank for a second. <laughs> like you're sometimes already a step I, there. Sometimes when I use my powers, it like, it kills, it, it hurts everything. And I don't want to do that, guys. I, I don't want to use it for good. But Frank is like a really bad guy. He's possessive. He's this rich guy who thinks everyone owes him something. And I know deep down, and Chris Jackson knows too, he's just evil. Well, if Mr. Jackson says I should do it, I'll do it. I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to, but he's a really bad guy, and I think it's time for him to get what he deserves. Both of y'all have been so good to me. I guess I'll go ahead and do it. All right. What do we do? Uh, hey, Christopher Jackson, specifically, tell me, what do we do? Right. Well, I think that we will wait until dawn, and then we'll sneak into his bunk, and we'll wrap him in sheets, and then we'll bring him back here, and then you can work your, um, your locust magic. What are you guys doing? You guys wrap me up in blankets. You guys are assholes. Shh. Oh, my God. What the... Frank, it's okay. We're just gonna take you back to our bunk where it's safe. Yeah, I have I have Percocets and Adderall and all the meds you could take. You can bring me to that big guy. Oh no, I'm peeing everywhere. I'm peeing all over myself. I'm peeing my pants. I'm peeing my shirt. I've never peed so much. I know I shouldn't have drank all that water right before bed. Oh God, the pee. I'm peeing so much. Oh, I'm peeing again. Oh, Chris, Christopher Jackson, I'm peeing so much. Oh, Caroline, I'm peeing. This is getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> How do we get him to shut up? Oh, I told you, that's the worst. I made the blanket like paper towels. It's, I peed so much, it's gross. It's so wet. And I feel like I'm slipping okay. through the blanket. This is horrible. I'm peeing I'm just, again. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm just going to put this duct tape right over your mouth, just like that. Some, put him in the closet. What? Boss, I, I gotta say, I, I sure don't know if this is the right idea. I think this is, oh, I'm, so, I'm so scared for him. He's clearly peeing all over himself. It's, are we sure we want to do this? Well, like, I mean, I don't know how your powers work, but like, can you like look in his head or something and see why he's here? I mean, he's such a bad guy. And I think if you knew how bad of a guy he was, you just fucking do it. All right, here we go. I'm putting my hands on it. The only way I could see into a person's brain is if I put my hand on his penis. So it's here a very it small is. penis. Yeah, it makes for a more difficult conduit to his brain, but that's okay. Here we go. And I'm grabbing his penis. Whoa! <laughs> 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 it's Sandy. 
<laughs> oh, oh god oh god christopher jackson why do you make me do that I, i've never seen such horrors in my life christopher jackson oh god oh I'm so gotta... sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry christopher i mean uh, that's my name um i'm so confused i'm fred, sorry for Pacino. fred Pacino is my name and he he carolina he killed all of them at the robot he killed every robot at the robot he murdered him when he we woke up i knew it i knew he was the one who did it and why the camp had to close down and why we're all in this godforsaken place what i wasn't even at do? that camp and i'm here <sighs> Hey, what the hell is going on in here? What the, in the monkey, dang, dong, dingly, ding, dong is going on in this here damn room? You got the big boys touching the little boy's penis and he's urinated all over his goddamn self. You get, get on out of here. You get the fuck the goddamn it. I can't even tell his parents the truth about this, you goddamn animals. It's right. me, Mr. Jangles. What's happening in here? I heard the sirens. Mr. Jaggles, go back to bed, baby. Well, I'll see you in a minute, all right? Don't, you don't need to be here right now, sweetheart. Okie dokie. All right, kids, you better, you better lots out. We're going to bed. And if I hear another goddamn peep out of this room, I'm going to go ape diddle ding dong shit all over y'all asses, all right? All right, I need this job, okay? I can't afford to lose another camp job like the robot one I lost last year. Y'all remember that. Especially you, Christopher Jackson, probably not. And that's all right. Now, God damn it, if y'all don't go back to sleep, A-S-A-P with a capital P and a A and a capital S. All of those letters are capitalized for goddamn reason. Go to bed. It smells like pee in here. Yeah, how are we supposed to get the urine smell out? Oh. I'm gonna get some rest, y'all. I'm pretty tired. I'm extremely, I'm extremely tired, Bob. <laughs> oh my god. We'll sort this out in the morning. All right, everyone, just just go to sleep and. We cut we'll to just... we cut to tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. We ru everybody rustles awake. Wake up! 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 It still smells like pee. It still smells like it. We gotta get out of here, Bob. All right. Frank the weasel's dead. What? what? I told you not to make me use my powers. I don't know. I can't control it sometimes. And sometimes you take too much in. And now he ain't breathing. Oh, no. Oh. That's not good. Oh, oh I, I guess it's time for us to escape. We can't take oh. any more time. We have to get out today. You got to get back to your mama, Christopher Jackson. Caroline, you got to help him out. I, I will do everything to get him back to his mom. And I'm so glad you healed his toe so that we could run way faster. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stop that what? evil Sergeant Ratchet and that very perky and friendly Mr. Jangles. Wait, but, but why you... would you stay behind? Because y'all won't make it if I don't do this and stay behind. We need you. What if we get hurt? What if what if Christopher Jackson needs another toe removed? Relax. I'm massaging your head right now. My whole hand is massaging your head to relax it. You need to just breathe and know that I've done all I can here on this plane and this boot camp, summer camp. And now I need to go away before I do something else more evil and more harmful to the world out there. Frank the Weasel may have deserved it, but nobody else deserves these curses. Oh, wow, Fred Pacino. You're the most amazing guy I've ever met. I'll never forget you. Fred, I, I love you, 
And I hope that I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you there too. I'll see you there too, little Christopher Jackson. I'm massaging your head too. Your little baby Christopher Jackson head. How's that feeling? That's good. All right. Y'all got to go now before the sun comes up. You know Sergeant Ratchet wakes up at the break of dawn. Okay, Chris. Christopher Jackson. Do you have your good shoes and socks on? Yes, custom. My mom made them. You've got your rucksack. Rucksack. Handy. Water bottle. Oh, fuck. I left it. There's no going back now. We're just gonna have to run. All right. I'm ready. Cool. The PA system is really shit here. (laughs) I feel like something's happening over the PA system and I just can't hear it. Mr. Jingles, welcome to goddamn Summer Sam. Hell is going on. There's been a murder at my goddamn boot camp. Chris, run! I'm running as fast as I can. Who did this? They're from their sins. God, we've made it to the fence. Okay. Can you oh. climb? I don't know, Caroline. I'm really scared. What if I get electrocuted? What if I never come back? What if what if my what if my asthma starts acting up? What if my left what if my toe comes back? Christopher Jackson, I'm gonna turn off the power and I might not make it back. You might have to do this all on your own. Oh, but, but Caroline, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong like you and Fred Pacino. You have a little bit of Fred Pacino in your toes. I'm going to run for the electric box. You, as soon as I cut the power, you get your ass over that fence. All right, Caroline. You're, you're one crazy, one crazy gal. Um, Mr. Jiggles, I see footprints going towards the fence, going towards the back fence. All right, All right well, I'm going to go to the fence then. <laughs> da 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 I'm getting closer to the fence. Oh, don't right, feel me now. Got this. I'm in your brain, Christopher Jackson. You've got this. Oh, Fred Pacino. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm flying. Oh, I feel... Oh, oh. I'm going to cut the power. You can't get me. God damn, God damn it. Another one got away, Mr. Jake. Oh, man, we got to fix that. We shouldn't have the big power switch for the electrical fence right next to the electrical fence escape route. You know, I always thought that was such a weird place for that, but <laughs> budget camp. Man, oh, man. All right, well, grab the shovels. We got to bury another one. Yep. We cut to we cut to Christopher Jackson walking uh, alone on the highway on his way back to his mom, who he's missed so much. Oh, man. Oh, conk. Get out of the road, kid. Uh, All right, please. What a a couple of days. I have one less toe. I know my mom's missing me. Caroline. Oh, I hope Caroline's all right. Mom? Mom said, oh, you wouldn't believe. I can't believe I'm seeing your face. You've made it. You've made it home. Home? Yeah, you're home. I'm so proud of you. Mom, I have something to show you. What do you, what do you have to show me, little Chrissy? Look at my feet. Oh, my God. You monster. What happened to my baby? Uh, I thought you'd be happy that I had one less toe. I, I sent you to boot camp to lose a couple of pounds, not your toe. 
Oh, wow. Oh, my I'm darling. I'm sorry I disappointed you. You haven't disappointed me. I still love you so much. I just wanted you to be the boy I knew you could be. And you did it. You escaped from that place. It shows me a level of conviction I never knew you had in you. Oh, Mom. Can I have some toast? You can have all the toast you'd like. And cornbread. By the way, do you want some blow? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Mom. Of course. Yes. We did it. The season of blow. The season of cocaine. Yes. Ooh. Give it to me. How we, how we doing? How we feeling? I was an I adventure. Love you love Fred Pacino? <laughs> yes. Fred was the best. Like Fred Pacino and Mr. Jingles. <laughs> Mr. Jingles was so great. What a bubbly little person. <laughs> Every boot camp needs the good guy. The, the good. I like. I wanted to. I if we had more time, I would have definitely wanted to see Sergeant Ratchet and Mr. Jingles hooking up in the bunks. That was like my goal. <laughs> like my secret goal was that there was like a real like love thing for them too. <laughs> All right, so we did it. Guys, we did one whole mother freaking season of this. A million episodes. How many episodes did we watch? 10, ten movies. We watched 10 movies. 10 movies. 10 movies. Damn. Unbelievable. None of them good except for this one and one other, which adds, to, it makes it feel more like it's 20 movies. Uh, so we did it. We did it. How y'all feeling? Last thoughts. Season one. It was a good ride. I'm excited for the next season. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. What about you, Virginia? Yeah, it's been real fun. And I love that we watched movies we never would have watched on our own. Developed some, like, funny characters. Yeah, I think we grew too as improvers, you know, like from if you list go, by the way, please listen to all of them just because we need you to for like algorithms and stuff. But listen to like the first few and then cut to this one really quick and you'll see like, oh, they did grow so much. <laughs> like you will know instantly that there is an improvement, which was the goal of this. We were trying to get better at improv and having a good time when we were watching movies. And it was so freaking fun. Speaking of which, really quick, season two is going to come, is going to happen we're going to start figuring out what we're going to watch for season two and start recording those and start releasing them these will probably keep coming and coming and coming and by the time season two starts hopefully season one will have ended and you'll just flow very nicely right into season two and then in the works fingers crossed we're going to try and do a twitch cast slash something cast in which we talk about a movie you all know and love we don't know what that movie is yet we haven't nailed it down but it's going to be something that you know and you love and we're going to do this live. So get ready for all of that. Enjoy these podcasts as they come out. Don't forget to subscribe. Go on iTunes. Go on Spotify. Google Podcasts is available now. We're going to work on that website in between season one and season two. So you'll have a website in season two. And we're going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Go on Instagram. It's at Theater Greater Than Film. Go on Facebook. It's TGTF Show. Go on Twitter. It's TGTF Show. I can't say this enough. It's TGTF Show. A whole freaking bunch. That's what this is. Yeah, this is theater greater than film, but it's with an ER. It's theater ER greater than film, AKA TGTF. Check it out. Come hang out with us on Facebook. Come hang out with us everywhere we do this. Final thoughts, season one, anything else? We're feeling good? I'm fun, happy fun. that you guys made me watch Star Wars. <gasps> what? Yes, yes, we did it. We won. Did we change your life? Goal. Yeah, a lot of things about this podcast have changed my life. 
<laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I will say this. For the better. I will say this. I love y'all so much. One thing that's changed my life is I've made two amazing friends out of this. These are two truly, truly, truly amazing people. All BS aside, all hosting uh, charm aside, y'all two are amazing. So appreciate y'all. Season one has been a joy. Aw, thank you, Michael. Thanks. We couldn't do it out the best host there yeah. is in podcasting. Hostess with the mostess. Do you mean John? <laughs> my favorite part of this, I shouldn't even talk about this now, but my favorite part of this was just like, I'm being, I'm being so much. I'm being the most. <laughs> I'll never get a chance to say pee that many times ever. All right, that's it. Season one done. Theater greater than film. Get ready. Season two is going to get that much better. Love y'all so much. Bye. Peace out. You can bring me to that big guy. Oh no, I'm peeing everywhere. I'm peeing all over myself. I'm peeing my pants. I'm peeing my shirt. I've never peed so much. I know I shouldn't have drank all that water right before bed. Oh God, the pee. I'm peeing so much. Oh, I'm peeing again. Oh, Chris, Christopher Jackson, I'm peeing so much. Oh, Caroline, I'm peeing oh, my God. <laughs> This is getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> How do we get him to shut up? Oh, the, I told you, that's the worst. I made the blanket like paper towels. It's, I peed so much, it's gross. It's so wet, and I feel like I'm slipping okay. through the blanket. This is horrible, I'm peeing I'm just, again. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm just going to put this duct tape right over your mouth, just like that.